day Jake did not receive the Lord, where would we be? You wouldn't be here. Maybe some of you don't want to be here. But we wouldn't be here. This house wouldn't be here. But somebody got touched by the hand of God. And because somebody got touched by the hand of God and listened to the Lord, he said, I need you to go to Thief River Falls, Minnesota, and I want you to establish a building and a work and build a house. Isn't it nice to be in a house, not just because of being warm, but to have a family yesterday, a spiritual family where we could reach out and share the same things with them, that they could know a living hope, just like Jake got, just like our kids got, just like we got, that there would be a family and a place where they could go. Proverbs 24 says that when you fear the Lord, when you seek the Lord, when you know the Lord, your children shall have a strong refuge. Because you answer the call. But it's good. Because you answer the call, you're not just saving yourself, but you're setting precedence for your kids. Right? What he did set precedence for many of us and I don't want to get in the way for what God wants to do do you want to get in the way Jamie I don't want to get in the way either and when I say yes Lord when I say yes Lord and open my life to him and not just say yes Lord but follow him make him Lord obey him go to the place he sends you you create refuge you create a strong place of safety not for just you but for your family because you're obeying the voice of the Lord and he desires that every single one of us here have a place of refuge and safety in him it's not just for you it's for all those around you amen that's the word of the Lord thank you Jake for sharing that pastor Jake that was the word of the Lord that's what we we're looking for this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. So, before we dismiss the kids, we do have kids' church this morning. I want to take up an offering. And this new year, I've reviewed the giving of this church. And I got to say something. Miracles in finances this year, okay? I looked at all the numbers. Yes. Yes. If we take the, yes. Miracles in finances this year. We, we dedicated that well, Danny, that we've been working on. This year, everything was paid towards that well. Over $10,000. $10,000, right? We, we, we've not only done that, but again, Zapata. We send a tremendous amount of money to Zapata, you guys. Right? Harvest Fest here in the church. We put that on every year. So many people were touched and blessed by that. What about the facilities? You guys, isn't it nice to have a warm place? Isn't it nice to have running water? But think about it. The body, what has, it's all been paid off. I think we owe about 5000 on the loan. That's it. That's all we have for debt. And I don't even know it's that much. I don't think so either. Praise God if that was it. How many only have about $5,000 worth of debt? Don't put your hands up. <laughs> but I want to testify. I want to exhort. It's just not this body. Listen, again, because we give, people give to us. During the United Team International Conference, we had people, not members of this church give a thousand dollars to the building okay why because we open up our house people give you know that daycare back there serves a lot of people it serves the community it is a great blessing but that money comes into here and it blesses they give into this stuff too 
And we give into them and they give into us. And we send people to Zapata and money comes back to Zapata. And we bless some people that goes. And that's the body working. I'm telling you right now, it's happening in this house. It's still happening even over the last two years. It's been, it's been, you could say it's rough, but it hasn't been. Because the glory of God is shown upon this house. And we've had every need met. We've had upgrades even. It's not just getting our needs met. Not just getting our bills paid. But there's air conditioning. And talk about a great summer, you guys. Who, who has air conditioning in their house? This church has not ever had air conditioning. Have we ever had air conditioning? This was the first. Yes, I wouldn't like it either if I didn't have air conditioning. I felt that way. If it gets 100 degrees outside and you don't have air conditioning, I would cry too. So, this was the first year we got air conditioning. And what a great year to have air conditioning. How many days of 90? Thank you, Jesus. And that's, and that's paid for. And that's maybe some of that long, but it's not much. It was a great time. It really was. So I want to exhort the body. Let's bring the basket up if we can, Jeff. Let's give this morning before we dismiss the kids. But I wanted to exhort you because I looked at it and I said, wow, what a miracle this year. Um, sometimes you look at numbers and things, but God, it's not what I can do for God. It's not what 10 people, it's not just that. It's what can God do with 10 people. What can, not what 10 people can do for God, but what can God do with 10 people. And what God can do with 20 people and what God can do with 30 people. And he proves himself time again. So please, would you bring your offerings and tithes to the Lord? Uh, just go ahead and bring as I bless it. Father, we just want to exhort you and thank you as you come. We thank you, Father God, because the word says, Jehovah Jireh is my provider. God, you have never failed. As we sought you first, as, as the testimony went, Lord Jesus, as you came and became my Lord and Savior, it wasn't just that I'd be saved uh, from death, Lord the God, but that I would go and have a life and life more abundantly. Um, we're talking about being blessed in giving and stuff, and we try to tithe faithfully and stuff, and I went on disability um, in 2017, and I was at the max what I could get, and God would say, you're going to get blessed, you're going to get blessed, and I'm like, well, how am I going to get blessed? Because you know that's what you're gonna get and I've had like two or three bumps and I'm making like $300 more than I should have been so I'm praising God that he is faithful and it's awesome hallelujah all right kids you are dismissed kids you want to have a great time with Heidi and Dave thank you Heidi and Dave be blessed we'll see you guys in a little bit Hey, Shep, what are you doing? What you playing with? You got a truck? Yeah? It always happens. One year ends, another one begins. We want to move forward and still, we just can't help looking back. It's so hard not to focus on all the ways we've fallen short, all our failures, all our sin. It's so hard to believe there's something else, something more than just another year of mistakes and regrets. I'll always be an addict 
I'll never amount to anything. Why am I such a failure? Will I ever be enough? Could someone ever truly love me for me? But your word says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Through all of our mistakes, you still offer us your love. Help me to believe in that truth and not in the world's lies. Help me to trust in your words that I'm a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Help me to no longer conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of my mind. Help me to see myself the way that you see me. I am not a lost cause. I am not an addict. I am not my mistakes. I'm not a failure. I am not my past. And I'm not my sin. We are beloved. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are cleansed. We are forgiven. We are children of God. We are a new creation. That's good. I just have a few things um, that are on my heart about salvation. And, and um, when I think of salvation, I think of the cross. Because when, when he died on the cross, he took the sin. And the things that they're talking about in this video, he took that already for us. And when I think of salvation, it's a realization of what he did. Of what he already has done for us. You know, with taking our sins, taking our everything, our shortcomings. But he's already paid for that but that we have to come to the realization of what he did and, and trust in him and walk in that and accept that. In, you know, in my own life, there's times when I, I can say I haven't always walked right and have fallen in sin and fallen in things. But it wasn't until the realization of who Christ is that I became free. And salvation means freedom. Freedom from sin, freedom from the things of this world. We get so entangled in the world and the things that they have to offer. Is there hope in the world? No. But Christ is the hope. Christ has everything that we need, and we need to go to him. And to me, salvation is that freedom in that place that I can come and say, Father, take this from me. You know, we have the freedom to live in that. And I'm just going to read a scripture, but God commanded... His loved, this is in, sorry, I should tell you, this is in Romans 5, 8. But God commanded his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We were sinners, but he went and took the punishment for us. And he died for our sins so that we can be free. You know, we go through things in life. We go through disappointments. We go through frustrations. We go through death. We go through all these things. But my hope is in Christ. My freedom is in Christ. My trust is in Christ. You know, in my own life, the things that I have gone through in my life, we have buried two children, two kids. Not what I would want. But I, my hope in everything still relies on Christ. Because even through that, he carried me through. And he was everything that I needed in that time. The world has nothing for me. I can't put my trust in the world or the presidents or just everything that's going on out there, but that he is my hope. Yes. He is my reliance. He is everything. Until we get come to the realization 
of what he did. I mean, you think about love. To, to die? I don't know if I would die for a person. I don't know. I mean, if you think about it, but he died for us. He took that. He, he carried that. He's our salvation. He is salvation. He is all that that we need. And he, we just have to come to the Father and say, God, I trust you. I believe in you. God, you are my salvation. You are everything to me. Because without you, I can't do anything. It is the hope. And I know the world's looking for hope. But what is the hope? It's Jesus Christ. It's everything that he is and everything that he did. And I don't know anybody who wouldn't want to walk in a freedom of that. I mean, I remember being bound, and it's not freedom. Condemnation, guilt, all the things that are put upon you. But walking in Christ is a freedom, and that's a freedom that I want. And I don't want to walk in chains and bounds. And the, even when we're just singing about the barriers and the walls, that God is tearing down the walls and the barriers because we need to walk in a freedom that he has already given and paid for. He paid for it. So that's what I have because it's just... It's freedom, and I, I can't say it enough because I can testify of the freedom of Christ, what he's done in me. The realization of my identity in Christ and who Christ is for me. So that's what I have. And that is enough. <laughs> that's what I have, but that is enough. Has anybody had this book? It's called uh, Jesus Freaks. Has anybody heard of that song, Jesus Freak, by DC Talk? Oh, come on. It was one of the coolest songs ever in my generation. Thank you. What will people... Can we just play that for a second, Jeremy? No, just kidding. <laughs> it was a rock and roll song. It was awesome. Come on. No, anyway. They're, these are testimonies of people um, who lived a life and shared. And this is what one of the girls... She was a teenager. She said this. She says, if you knew what I know about Jesus, I would want you to tell me. If you knew what I knew, know about Jesus, I would want you to tell me. And I asked, I looked at Jen, and then I looked at myself, what do I know about Jesus? What do you know about Jesus? I mean, really, what Jake was sharing was telling him what he knows about Jesus. But if I was going to ask you to share what you know about Jesus, come on. And I've been studying the book of Acts, and that's one thing that they didn't want people to talk about, was Jesus you can go preach. Look at Acts 4. You guys can preach and you can share all you want. And this is Peter. And he was replying. He's like, I just want to define the word martyr for just a second. But martyr originally meant someone who tells what he has seen. An eyewitness. Jesus freaks. Haha. Uh -huh. Jesus freaks. Are people who have seen Jesus' power in their own lives. Just what we heard this morning. And just can't help but tell others about it. A favorite scene, and this is what the teenage girl said. She says, if you knew what I know about Jesus, I would want you to tell me. That's page 90 of the book. 
And in Acts chapter 4, verse 18 through 20, they called the men again, and they commanded them not to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, which is right in God's eyes, to listen to you or to listen to him? You be the judges, but as for us, we cannot help but speak what we have seen and heard. Come on. The foundation of our salvation is Jesus Christ. Right? It always comes down to the foundation of Jesus Christ. So what is good? What is better? That we follow God or follow what the world wants us to do? When, when that scripture came in Proverbs, and I read that, and it's about our children, it moved me because I was thinking about a dedication. But it says, if you respect the Lord, if you fear the Lord, if you put God first, Jesus the foundation, then you and your children will have a strong fortress, a life-giving foundation that keeps you safe from deadly traps. Is that what you want? Is there something other than God that will give you that? I mean, be honest. Let's be straightforward. Truth. Is there anything else that will give me that? No. Throughout what Jenny was saying, throughout my life, I could testify that when it came down to everything, there was nothing else that gave me peace. There was nothing else that gave me strength. That there was nothing else that carried me over the top. You lose kids, it's tough, or something goes on, it passes on. There's a tremendous heartache. But there was only one way that I could get through that. And that was laying at the feet of Jesus again. Because Jesus did it for me. And that's the truth. And that's what pa Peter and pa uh, John said. He said, how could we help but not share what we've come to know and see? And if you are a believer, then I would ask you, what do you know and what have you seen? Because I'm telling you right now that it's okay to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not wrong. It's the only thing. It's the only thing that it's what saved you. And I look at the world today, and this is just a concept that was just in a, a recent poll, but it says America's view, and I'm not going to get into politics, but I might, but that might get crazy. But the America's view of government, they have a low trust, don't they? It's the lowest it's ever been in the history of this poll. It's about 20%. And the, the, the poll was that the majority of both um, it says public trust for federal government is the most, the lowest it has been in decades. Do you trust the federal government to do what is right most of the time? Yes or no? <laughs> I don't, don't raise your hands. I already know. So we'll just get past that. But here's an interesting, another statistic. Majority of both party, parties says federal government should play a major role in many aspects of our life. When it comes to public health, economy, health care, life care, all those things, we are looking more and more to a government. So just this dynamic is crazy. You got, you're looking to government, and then you have less trust. So what's everything in between there? Anxiety? Concern? What if you, you know what I mean? All of that. What is going on in here? Yet we're looking to the government. And one of our biggest hang-ups and entanglements in the country that we live is that we have so many options. If God doesn't work out, we have plan B, right? We got the government, they're going to come in, they're going to do this, they're going to do that, and then we'll be taken care of. So there really is no need to be totally dependent on the Lord. 
Isn't that sad? But is that true? Tomorrow morning, you know what? I'm going to get up, I'm going to do work, I'm going to get a paycheck, and I'll be fine. I don't, need, I don't need that. But what if tomorrow, God says, I want you to go to Thief River Falls and build a church? <laughs> no, I don't think no, Get out of here. What about you? What about the, the relationships we're in or the things about dedicating our kids? God, is this, am I really dedicating this child to you? What does that mean? What does that mean? Does that mean I'm going to seek God for this child? Do I want him in this fortress, this strong place? Is that where I want my child? Am I honoring and respecting God when it comes to my family, when it comes to my life? Do I respect him as God and Lord and Savior? Ooh, we just got heavy there. Do I? If you will, turn it over to Christ. And allow him to be Lord of your life. Allow him to establish that foundation in your life. Allow him to give you that eternal hope and glory. These momentary things of death, things pass away, but there is an eternal hope that is granted. Salvation comes from nobody else. I respect the creator of the universe. I respect Lord God Almighty. I seek him. I look to him. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, in, uh, again in Acts 4. We are being called to an account today for an act of kindness. They healed someone, the God healed, to show a man who was lame and is being asked how he was healed. Then know this, you and all the people in Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. This man stands before you saved because of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. This man stands before us, healed and restored because of Jesus Christ. What you see here before you is an act of obedience following in the fear of God to establish a place in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on. You can shout. Yes. <laughs> you can clap. Come on. Because yes. he goes on to say, this man stands before you. The stone the builders rejected, the very foundation of my life that the world has rejected has now become the centerpiece of salvation for salvation is found through nobody else. There is no other name. None. Say None. No other name other heaven and earth to which mankind must be saved. Right. Nothing else. Right. Come on, there's nothing else that saves us. And time and time again in life, in this journey, I, I find that I must continually bring it to the cross and realize, just, it's, 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 it's a realization of what Christ really did for you. Because it's done. You know, have, has anybody made a mistake? No. You know, one time, I build grain bins. And uh, I work with people and stuff, and I didn't do it right. And I put this thing together. I'm going to blame it on JJ. It was JJ's fault, but he works for me, so it's my fault too. <laughs> I haven't seen him in church in a while, so I wanted to... I don't know if I'll ever get that in again, so I just figured I would. When you make a mistake, and you realize that you have done something... 
And the farmer comes up to you and says, you know, that sheet there belongs there. And I have assembled the whole thing, and I've spent thousands of dollars, and I have invested that. And I look at that. There is something that sinks in my gut when I realize that I have done something and that there's a price to pay. And that's a small taste of what Jesus did. Now, think about this. I had to pay the price. (laughs) I had to get it right. It cost me something. But what if it was more than I could pay for? What if I put something together that was such a heavy cost that there's no way that I could pay for it? What if I I put 17 bins together and they were all backwards and he said, you're going to have to pay $250,000 to fix this. I would be broke. I couldn't do it. I I don't have that. Or a million dollars. Or you make a mistake that costs you so much. That is what your sin costs. You just can't pay for it. And there's just a sick feeling in your heart when you realize that. But then, do I realize what he did for me? Did he pay that debt for me? Wouldn't that feel so good? You screwed up. Bad. And someone can say, hey, buddy, that's $290,000 worth of damage you did. But you know what? Here's a check. Would you, would you go, oh, that's nice. Be like, yeah! <laughs> Come on, you couldn't, you couldn't. Come on, don't even try to pretend you wouldn't jump. If you totaled your mom and dad's house and you tore it down and burned it and you said, you owe me $350,000. Nice house, by the way. But you owe me that much money. And someone said, here's a check. Oh, I'm sorry. Here's a check for $350,000. You're smiling now. You're smiling now. You're smiling now, you know, because you realize what he did. Now, am I going to go back and terrorize my mom's dad's house again? Am I going to go back to the bin and I'm going to start keep putting the sheets in backwards? No, because I don't have to. Because <laughs> I know that's realizing what Jesus has done for you. I don't have to fight. He said he paid the price of sin and death. I don't have to serve that anymore. I don't have to live that way because the price has been paid. I realize now I can walk with Jesus. I got this account. Lord, walking with Jesus, man, that's 250000 How much is it going to cost, Jake, to build this church? 300000 Where's the money come from? Doesn't matter. My father God's going to go, oh, there's a check. There it is. Woo, there it's paid for. That's Jesus. That's Christ. When I realize what he has done for me, it makes it really easy to go from this to this. Right? Am I going to do it this way anymore? Am I going to keep doing the things that just drive me absolutely crazy? Am I going to keep struggling with this? Or am I going to go this way? Jesus, what you got for me? You saying, you saying it's paid for? You mean, you mean it's honestly it's all paid for? What does it feel like right here when you got, let me tell you, I, I worked all summer for nothing because of one day, because of one mistake. All my money's gone. How does that feel? I'm talking about your eternity. That's just one day. I'm talking about your eternity here. I'm not talking about just one day. I'm talking about, you, you, we can't even understand what eternity is. That's more than next week. That's the week after that. That's the week after that. That's forever. Do you understand? I cannot even put my mind upon that. But let, I'm going to take that forever cost. And I'm going to take that and I'm going to pay for it so that you don't go there. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting born again. Do you understand? Like I'm getting born again. Like I feel that. Like praise God. 
I don't have to go through that. And when I realize what he did for me, then it's a lot easier to jump in. So which one, which one was the good side? Was this the bad side? Okay, I'm going over here. Right? And that's what Jesus is. And there's times in your life where we don't honor God. I'll just be straightforward honest. We don't honor or respect God. And we're no longer safe. And it's not because Jesus didn't pay the price. And it's not that Jesus didn't write the check and didn't take care of that. It's because we stopped honoring God. We stopped looking to him and just rejoicing over the cross. And your kids and your family need to know that. They need to know Jesus. I need to know Jesus that way. Because I want to testify of the things that I've seen and that I know. And when uh, Pastor Jake shared, that's what he has seen and that's what he knows. He could tell you about some of the ugly. I could tell you some about the ugly. I bet you everybody in here could talk about some ugly. Right? But did God hold that against you? Did he say, that is so ugly that I'm not going to give you that money. Forget that. That's the worst job, Tom, I have ever seen. I'm not covering you. He didn't do it. Not to one of us. Everybody here, right now, in this room, is covered. The question is, is where are you going to go? I'm just, I'm just, am I going to honor God? Am I going to stand here? And God's renewing that with me. Father God, by your spirit right now, if this message is touching you, just bow your heads with me right now. It's not about a prayer. It's about you and God. It's about you at home, listening. That there are seasons and times where I don't even know if I am born again. But it's all about the realization of what Jesus really did for me. And the invitations like this, I'm not going to hold all that stuff against you anymore. I want you to know that you destroyed the house. You destroyed, even in your own life, you have made such things that have destroyed you and maybe even hurt the ones around you. But you know what? God's not going to hold that against you. In fact, he's willing and he has already taken care of the punishment and the price for that. And he wants to write you a check. And he wants to give it to you. And he wants to come up to you and say, hey son, hey daughter, I got you covered. That's been paid in full. Everything has been paid in full. I want you to come to my house and I want you to begin to deposit in me. See me and honor me again in your life. I want to show you the way to life. And when we realize that we have been invested in something that is dead, God comes and he shows you the way to life through his son, Jesus Christ. It's not about how good you are, not about how hard you work, not about the face or coming to church, not coming to reading the word, all this stuff. It's about who he is. And he said, I made a decision, no matter how far you go, I'm going to cover you. And I'm going to be here for you. No matter what, I'm not going to quit. And that's the ultimate sacrifice that Jesus did, was the, the ultimate nothing ever that you can do or think you are will keep me from you. We still have a question. What do you realize about that? And I just feel it right now. The Spirit of God, He's just so good to us. He's not shaming you. He's not abandoning you. He's not abandoning me. Thank you, Jesus. But he says, do you see what I see? Will you let me 
not just give you a check, but will you come and take that? Come on. It's the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. How many is that touching this morning? Right now, just raise your hand. I see you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Let's just pray right now for this one moment. Hallelujah. The secret isn't in a prayer. The secret is in your heart. It's not in it's just words, but it's in your heart. And it's that place in your heart where you say, okay, God, I don't know if I get all this stuff, but I know this. You're real, and I need you. So just take a little moment of time in prayer. You just close your eyes. It's to yourself. But Father God, right now, we just thank you that you are real and that you are here. And we lay things before the throne room of God. I thank you, Jesus, that salvation comes through nothing else but Jesus Christ, the Lord God, our Savior. I repent, God, if I have dishonored you, if I have put you at second or third place, God. God, I just feel like I've put you so far away from me. And it's okay. That's repentance means I see what I've done is wrong. God, I'm sorry. Would you help me here? Show me. Thank you for showing me you still love me. Thank you, God, for showing me that you're still here with me. That you're fighting for me, even though I don't feel like fighting for myself. God, that you value me, even though I don't really value myself. That you pour out your love on me, even though I can't even pour out an ounce to anybody around me anymore, Lord. You didn't stop. And you're not stopping. Hallelujah, Jesus. Father, I thank you for your spirit. And I thank you for your presence in your, in your, your house tonight, this morning. Touching our lives. Come on. Come on, just stay for a few moments. If that's you at home too, a few moments you pray. You let God to set things in order. Go ahead. And here's the second thing. I want you to tell someone what God has done. Even right now, as he ministers to you, you need to tell someone. Because I'm not going to stop telling and saying things that I know about God. Come on. And in this moment, if you say, you know what, I need some prayer, we're going to give some time for that later afterwards. But I just really want to thank the Lord and the Holy Spirit right now. Come on. Father, we thank you. Just thank him here this morning for your goodness and your love. You got that? If God's touched you right now, I want you to tell someone. You can tell Pastor Tom or Pastor Jen or Jake. That's fine. I'm definitely available. You need to tell someone. God's touching some of you right now. We're here to pray. Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. I just heard the Lord say, you are so precious. And I was, gonna, I was just going to continue on, but the Lord wanted me to tell you that you are so precious. It's okay. But he just wanted to say, tell her that she's so precious. He wants you to know that, that you are so precious in his sight, that you are awesome in his sight. 
And I don't know if that's just for her or for somebody else too. But he just said, you are so precious. Sorry for I don't mean to bring everybody to look at you. But you're that important that God would say something and stop a service just for you. Okay? I won't <laughs> bless you. Hallelujah. Well, we have a dedication this morning. How does that sound? Should we have a dedication this morning? Okay. Are you? Are you Hallelujah. This is an amazing time. Um, it's always special. It's always special when we can bring our children before the Lord and say that we are willing that we, first of all, as a church body here, that we're willing to support mom and dad in the raising of their children. It's, it's that important so that we can encourage mom and dad to raise that child to come to know Jesus. Because ultimately as parents, as parents it's our responsibility to train our kids up so that they learn to love Jesus. And so, oh, Jeffrey, come up here. <laughs> before, before we start this whole thing, I'll let Jeff speak. Now, not too long, Grandpa. No, only 20 minutes or so. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I was just, you know, I was thinking about this concept of dedication. I was looking at the scripture and, okay, I got it. And one of the classics is Hannah. And that's in uh, 1 Samuel 1, And Hannah, she was a woman that she, she loved the Lord and she cried out to God for her child. And she told the Lord, she said, if you give me a child, I will dedicate it, him to you. And you know, I mean, we, we say that, but God blessed her. And he gave her a beautiful baby boy. And when he was, I believe he was about eight years old. It says that she took him to the sanctuary where Eli the, the, the prophet was. no he would have been the priest and she gave him back to the Lord and he, he served in the house of the Lord for the rest of his life so this idea of dedication is really that we don't just come and you know we have baptism and but really it's this idea of surrendering our children to God and to what God's plan is for Maisie's life. What God has called Maisie to do. He says he knew her in her mother's womb. God knew her. And God 
has a specific plan for Maisie on this earth to change lives. I believe to impact nations, to transform people by the word of the living God. That is what we're all called to do. But Maisie is called because Well, she's my granddaughter. No, I'm really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just my granddaughter. So that's good. Yeah. But just like Mary and Joseph, they brought Jesus. You know, they brought the children back to the house of God after eight days so they could be circumcised. And they dedicated him to the Lord. And that's what we're doing here today. As family, as, as friends, but as a church. Because it's, it's the body of Christ. We can't make it by ourselves. We can't do this thing by ourselves. But together, together, we can love one another. We can encourage one another. We can exhort one another. And we can come alongside each other with our, our children. Because, man, raising children is a hard thing. We had six of them. And I'm still tired. <laughs> but it's the greatest blessing of my life. To be a father. There's no greater blessing on this earth to be a father and a mother. And I'm just so thankful for my children. I'm so thankful for my grandchildren. And I'm so thankful for God and His, and His faithfulness to our family. And before I get started again, I'll hand it off. Hallelujah. Thank you, Grandpa. Hallelujah. Well, as we said this morning, we get to um, we get to dedicate a child to the Lord. Ryan and Nicole, will you bring Macy up? And somebody so may the Hessies come come to. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I had a bulletin here so I would remember names. I'm terrible. But come. Grandparents, will you come? Grandma, Grandpa, Grandma, come. Stand behind, uh, uh, stand behind your, grand, your, grand, your children and grandchildren. Elders, will you come? Will you come this morning? It's our privilege this morning as Community Church International uh, to dedicate to this child. <laughs> Hallelujah. To dedicate this child to the Lord. And so, Pastor Tom, are you going to officiate here? Hallelujah. <laughs> The Bible says uh, he gave them to be apostles, prophets, teachers, and pastors for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. One thing is perfecting. 
of the saints, but that we would work together and we dedicate our children to the church. It's about us working and helping Maisie realize who she is in Christ. Hallelujah. To speak into her life because she has a destiny and a future and we will invest into Maisie. We will prophesy over Maisie. We will speak over Maisie's life and we will pray over her. And as a church, our role is, that, is to do that for each and every one. So when you dedicate your child to this house, I take it as pastor of this house very seriously. In fact, I will talk to you about the words over her life. I'm not joking. Everyone in this church that comes to these kids, I have all their words. And I pray over them and we seek them and we, we have them recite because we are very passionate about your future. And we know you have a great future in the Lord. And that is my responsibility. So when you dedicate, that's what I take seriously. And this house takes seriously, every one of us. Okay? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I get to. I get to give certificates uh, to Macy's parents. And I'm going to read the certificate. Community Church International, Thief River Falls, Certificate of Dedication. This certifies that on the 9th day of January, 2022, the parents, together with their families and the local assembly, gathered together as witnesses to dedicate this child, Macy Lorraine Hooley, to the family and service of God and have pledged to raise this child with love and in the Christian faith to the glory of God. Macy, we love you. And Macy, we promise, we promise that we will assist, that we will assist your parents in everything possible. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And I have certificates. Yes. Let's pray. Okay. Okay. Um, I know that uh, there's some people have words for Macy. So, yes, and pray over her. So come. You know, and just even when I watched her, you know, at my house, there's a great call on her life. There's a boldness on her, and she's going to speak into people's lives. There's, I, I see. I mean, there's just a joy. She's so happy all the time. And there's a jo the joy of the Lord will be her strength. And Father, I just pray over Maisie right now, Father. I just pray for the call of God, even at a young age. Father, that God, that you would just um, speak to her through visions, visions and dreams. And Father, that you would just visit her in the night and in the day. Just, Father, I just I pray forth, Father, over her, the call. Sorry, honey. The call over your life would come forth. Oh, hi. And I just pray that over her, Lord Jesus, and the protection of the Lord would be upon her. And Father, that you would just guide her steps in her life and through her life, Father. And I just even pray over this family, Father. I just pray even for Nicole and Ryan, Father, that we stand with you. And we just pray that God has a plan, even a purpose for your life as a family. God has a plan and purpose, Nicole, for your life. He has a plan and a purpose. So don't let the enemy lie to you that you're not good enough and you can't do because God has something. I don't know, I felt that strong. But I just pray over this family. I pray a protection, I pray a blessing, and I pray, God, that you just inhabit them and visit them, Father, 
even over Elaine. God, I just love that little girl, and, and she's so amazing. But God, I just pray over her too. God, that her, her call and the things would come forth. And God, we just protect this family from the darts of the enemy. It says, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And I just speak that there is no weapon formed against Maisie, against Ryan, Nicole, and Elaine that will prosper. That God has his hands upon each and every one of you. And you will flourish. As I was standing here, I just kept seeing Maisie. She was probably about eight years old or maybe five, and she had this beautiful white dress on. And I just kept seeing her dancing. And I asked, I said, well, what, what is she doing? And the Lord said, she's just dancing before me. She's one that's going to dance her way into people's hearts she just has this ability to love and to just with her smile and, but she's really going to carry peace in her life and I, I really see that she yes that, that, that she has that boldness but there's just something that she's walking in there's something that she's carrying. Where it says in the word that peace that surpasses all understanding. She's going to be able to walk into circumstances. She's going to be able to say things and hard things. But yet because of the peace that's on her life, it's going to break forth over them. It's going to break forth over that individual. It's going to break down the walls. And even at a young age, and I, I know this is going to be, but even at a young age, she's really going to be one that speaks to issues, but really having the Word of God. Even though it's going to be simple, childlike, but it's really going to be, she's one that's really going to be prophetically, she's really going to have an ear for God. And she's just going to speak plainly to things. No means no. And Lord, I just release right now and I release the gift of God in her life. Father, I release, Father, and I pull down every miracle, sign, and wonder over her life. From her childhood, Father, I see her later on in life and I see her preaching and I see her teaching and I see her laying hands on the sick. And Father, that... the the lame and the, and the broken are being healed. Yes. Father, I release that over Maisie's life. Yes. Over a people and a nation that is broken for her generation. But she be one crying out in the wilderness. She be one crying out with hope. Yeah. Come on. Hope in her heart. But Lord, your word living on the inside of her, God. God, I release, Father, right now, the call of God upon her life to change a generation, 
but she's called to change nations. And God, we release that over her life right now in Jesus' name. I just think of the name uh, Maze, Maisie, and um, we, well, it was actually, I think JG and myself, we wanted to get a bunch of snow in the back field here, and we wanted to make a maze. So you'd go this way, this way, this way, until you get to the place where you find your way out of it. I really feel like your name even speaks of who you are. The maze will be when when others wouldn't show up, she's going to show up and say, I made it, I knew where I was going, and uh, I really believe that that's what's going on with Macy. And uh, maybe she's having a revelation about that right now. So uh, I just really believe that she is going to be a mace breaker. And uh, I don't want you out in a cornfield cutting, cutting down corn or anything like that, but I really believe that there's something about her that uh, she's going to show up at the right time, right place, and have the right answer. Hallelujah. Thank <laughs> thank you, Jesus. That's 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 a mom for you. Hallelujah. Well, this morning, this morning we just bless Macy. We just bless Macy this morning. As a child of God, Father, we would we 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 would pray all the best for Macy this morning. For Macy and her parents, grandparents, Father, this morning we just thank you. And Ryan and Nicole, thank you for bringing Macy forward this morning for dedication. So thank you very much. Hallelujah. You guys can sit if you'd like. Hallelujah. I just want to quick mention something afterwards. We're going to, did you want them to sit down? You guys can sit down. Afterwards, uh, Maisie had turned one here, and, and so we decided that we wanted to celebrate with everybody. So afterwards, there is going to be some food and some cake, so everybody's invited uh, to fellowship with them and with us. And so I think Tom's... Got one more thing. So just wanted to invite you guys. You're all welcome, and we'd be blessed to have you. There's food. There's food. There is food. There there is food. food. Okay, food. I was worried there for a second. Yes. Because I didn't see any or smell anything. Yeah. I was getting excited. Well, I know. That's why I came. That's right. Oh, I'm just kidding. No, I didn't come there. So this was Salvation Sunday. So we. So I don't want to give you guys homework. I'm not even going to call it homework. But what happened to you? What happened to you? What do you know? What happened? And the Word of God is powerful. But on the Community Church website, we have uh, new believers. It's called, and one of it's called, uh, it's a lesson that goes through about what happened to you. And we want you to explore that. We want you to download that. We want you to look at, look at that on the webpage because it's in the Word of God, okay? And next week, we're going to talk about the importance of getting into the Word of God. Did I, you need to realize 
what God has for you, and it's in His Word. And how many, how many of us don't raise your hands but should read the Bible? <laughs> I know, right? We're getting in the Word of God. Some of the basic foundations of just knowing and discovering, if you never read, how would you ever realize what God has for you? Okay, so this is on the website. We're going to follow up with those things too and maybe make it available in a different way. Next week, now this, this weekend we had a, a, baby dedicate, or a baby shower yesterday. Next Saturday at 4 o'clock in this place, we're going to have a game day, right? That's right. JJ, do you want to share all the good things that we're getting to do next Saturday? Or is it going to be a surprise? Is it going to be fun? It's going to be awesome? So JJ's in charge of putting on the game, so, you know, you maybe, we'll see. We'll find out what's going to happen. It's going to be great. Okay, and there's going to be food there here Saturday, next Saturday at 4 o'clock. We also have next Sunday, Prophet Dave Wagner is going to be in this house, 6 o'clock. That's 6 o'clock next Sunday, you guys. Wow. I can't believe it's already the 16th that would be. It's coming by. January is going by super fast. Okay? Be here. That's going to be a fantastic service, and we're going to be here with Prophet Dave Wagner. Praise the Lord. This year is going to be the best year of your life. Come on. I had the best Christmas in my life. Now let this be the best year of your life. May you go out with joy, be led forth in peace. May the, the presence of God be with you all through the week. May his glory and his light shine upon you. May the joy of the Lord be your strength and you walk in his, his goodness and his mercy. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. be blessed. Have a wonderful week. God bless you all.